0: Good morning. Good afternoon. Hello. You are in New York right now. I am in California, so we are on opposite times, but no one cares. Can I Nobody talk to you cares. about something yeah, that struck me? Yeah, you at mom's house. What's going on? I am at mom's house. there's nothing to do with that, though. Okay. I was getting my nails done today, and I was uh-huh. thinking about Britney Spears and Jamie okay. Lynn. We're just getting right into it. Yeah, I'm sitting in the getting my a pedicure this morning and I'm thinking about Jamie Lynn Spears. And I'm thinking about the fact that Britney complained that everyone was basically vacationing in her like beach condo while she was 5150. Have you heard about this? Um, perhaps this is a specific time that she's referring to, not just like people vacationing on her dime while she's a conservatorship. It's like a specific time. Anyway, the Got whole it. point is basically. Okay. Oh, like, yeah. when she I remember then, when she was 5150. one fifty'd. Well, and so Brittany has recently said, like in court documents, that like her family lives off her essentially, and is complaining about the fact that they were like vacationing in her beach house or beach condo while she was, while they had committed her essentially.
1: Correct. Okay, this is all.
0: This is all kind of water under the bridge, not really relevant. But I was thinking about so Jamie Lynn said that she doesn't financially benefit from Brittany's Mm -hmm. conservatorship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all a roundabout way of this brought up a question for me that I've thought about a lot actually um, over the years. I've always wondered how families or how like especially siblings deal with one sibling having like okay, just imagine one of us was worth suddenly like a billion dollars or a hundred million dollars sure. hundred mil. Mm-hmm. This would really like one of us was Taylor Swift. You know, worth half a billion or something. This, how would we navigate those waters? Like, would you still have been applying for like sixty thousand dollars a year jobs in advertising in LA? Like, would you? St- would you be Venmo requesting like Taylor, your sister? Like, I mean, you can I would a hundred dollars. I mean, I would be expecting a check every month.
2: I would, I would be ha- expecting
0: okay. like a check. A million bucks. If, a if year. one of us were over were, no, I mean, not a million bucks. Not oh, for me. I would be expecting some sort of stipend to keep me happy. Otherwise, I would go to the press. (laughs) Otherwise, I would start a smear campaign. Otherwise, I would start digging up embarrassing teen photos of you. I mean, I I could honestly – it would be all too easy to bring you down. Um, But Uh yeah, I think a check or a direct deposit is also good. Preferably, actually, a direct deposit. Yeah, let's get into Um, payment methods. I think that's the point. Yeah. Direct deposit, wire transfer, that type of thing. I mean – I just think the only way you can keep your family happy is if you pay them off. Well, okay, first of all, if one of us became exorbitantly wealthy – I would absolutely try to get a conservatorship over that person if they did not start, you know, auto-paying me. Giving you the checks, right. Right. Of course. Of course. Um, No, but in all seriousness, I do feel like that would be such a strange reality and waters to navigate. Because ultimately, it just, I feel like, would be so awkward if, like, if you are so wealthy – and your family is like living a normal, like semi-struggling life. I mean, like, I think, how do
2: you do? I think with there are actually
0: plenty of celebrities who do that. Plenty of celebrities, really? Who just yeah. Yes. I mean, every but, single uh, celebrity comes from a family. Most of them aren't only children. Yeah, and but I'm not talking about yeah. I'm not talking about run-of-the-mill, humdrum celebrities. Okay, I'm talking about a Taylor Swift. I'm talking about like an icon. Okay, someone who's star. worth like $500 million, like a pop star, yes. I'm talking about a huge celebrity where they are like flowing in cash. Like a lot of these actors, I mean, I th- actresses, Bravo lebs, they're worth $10 million and under. And that I think is like... I think this, is, this is, is how it goes. This is not what I'm talking about. This Without. is how it goes. The said pop star billionaire celebrity gives a lot of money to their parents as an act of gratitude. You know, buys their parents a second home, gets their parents outfitted, you know, whatever. And then I think... Their parents probably continue on with their normal lives. I don't think their parents necessarily quit their jobs unless they're like a teen and they literally, their kid is a teen and they need to just like, you know, go on the road with them. So then I think that gravy train then flows down to the other siblings from the parents. Like I think that's the route that it would take. It wouldn't necessarily come directly from the sibling unless like I think Taylor Swift, actually I know Taylor Swift has a brother. Perhaps. Yeah, like what, Taylor Taylor what does Swift the brother do? Is the brother like, like on like ZipRecruiter applying for jobs right no, now? No, no. Like if he what's went to happening? college. he went to college. I'm sure he has like a level of notoriety to him because he's Taylor Swift's brother. I'm sure that will create an easy path to getting whatever, you know, finance job he wants. I'm sure Taylor Swift p- paid for his college just like as a gift. Or who knows? He might have even gotten a scholarship from the university because he's like, you know, is notable. I just I think that not only do does like the the person with money you know, send some money, send that gravy train downward, downstream. Sorry, this is kind of gross. They send the money, you know, to their friends and family. But I also think that doors open for you. Okay. Just doors in general, everywhere open that like where you don't even necessarily need the gravy train. You just, the doors are just open because you're so-and-so's brother and sister. Well, let's just imagine one of us is a mega famous person. And the other person, and this, you know, we're on yachts with Kendall Jenner. We're doing photo shoots with Vogue. We are talking with the, you know, the, we're talking. Get, we're I get, get the picture. Ride, I get yada, the picture. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. Thank you. Just imagine the other one of us. Oh, we got ease more easily a job in investment banking where we're working, you know, 14 hours a day, six days a week and making okay, $200,000 maybe you're not dollars in a year. Finance. Okay. Maybe you're not in finance, but, just, but I still think you ha- get a normal job. I don't think you just expect to live off of – I know, but don't you think it's a weird situation to be in? Like, I feel like it would be very strange – Totally a weird situation. If one of us siblings was totally different than the others. I thought, I of, I'm not like, saying it's not a weird situation. All I, all I was speaking to was, like, how I think the money flows and how, the like, the dynamics work when you do become, like, the sibling of someone super famous. So you th- you think it flows through the parents – I could see that happening i could see the parents all of a sudden having a lot of extra cash but, whether okay, that's so from you know just... like a one-time direct deposit for them to invest in or something or a second home passive stream of income who knows see i don't i don't know that it's that simple and i don't know that like ultimately it would be enough like i just think it's very interesting in terms of like how like okay Another example: A lot of times, celebrities hire their family, so suddenly everyone's on the payroll. Like everyone works for them. Right. Manager, assistant. Okay, so let's say you're a celebrity. You're worth five hundred million. Your mom is suddenly your assistant, or your whatever. Your brother is suddenly producer. Your tour, whatever. Some some tour specialist manager or whatever. Okay, let's say the market rate for that job is eighty thousand dollars a year, one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year. That's still like you can't really give your brother market rate, but even double market rate, that person is really not the the difference is still so extreme. Like I just think that's I would love to interview someone who's the sibling of an extremely wealthy celebrity and understand how that impacts family dynamics, family vacations. Well, and then think about this: like it's how how this family works. vacations, I'm flying everybody there. You know. Like, if I'm the rich person, I'm flying everyone there. We're getting a beautiful hotel because of my connections.
2: You're greasing the wheels every single step of the way.
0: Don't forget when we – there was a Kardashian episode where they were flying over, like, who was going to pay for the security to fly. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't think that it's just as simple as, like, the super rich person then just suddenly bankrolls everyone or pays for everyone. Well, I think when you – I I don't, like – is anyone in the Kardashian family worth $500 million dollars? Uh, yeah, Kylie Jenner, Kim Kardashian, both of them like, are worth five over five hundred million. Really, bo- both so them are both of them. I think I think that I think the reason why it's awkward is because Chloe and Chloe and Courtney aren't necessarily worth that much. And neither is Kendall. But that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to get at. It's like when there's this huge disparity. Like I just think it's interesting, but it's comparing a hundred million dollar net worth or fifty million to a billion is much different than a five hundred million do- dollar net worth to Agreed. like a. A two hundred K annual I salary or a hundred K. That's what I think is just such a that's like that is where there's juicy stories. Yeah, totally. It's very fascinating. If anyone knows anyone who's been through this, who's living through this. I would like to interview them and hear all about how it works because I just think you ultimately like cannot have that deep of a huge disparity without it causing like a ton of conflict. Oh, I'm sure it causes a ton of conflict and golden handcuffs and tense conversations where it's like, well, I paid for this so you can at least, you know, do X, Y, or Z. Uh, I'm sure it it is riddled with conflict. Right. Right. I I don't, I wouldn't, I'm not necessarily saying that it's super simple, just saying that that money flows i'm sure it causes a ton of complications but i wouldn't be surprised if it you know if it was in the form of a direct deposit or through the parents or through just like gifts it's just a question i've always had and i've always wondered like whenever celebrities refer to their very normal families like brad pitt's family that lives in like kansas like how does that work also i think you need to realize that not everyone wants fame not everyone that's, wants – That's like not, literally not even the, the question or well, What I'm saying is that like not everyone wants to, to have a ton of money. Like no, I mean obviously people want money but like not everyone wants to be upgraded to a McMansion or to have like that level of notoriety f- flow down to them from their super rich family member. If one person is sweating day in and day out hustling trying to like survive and trying to live like a very like middle class life and the other person – is on yachts in Ibiza with the Hadid sisters there's a juicy story there you know if those are two siblings that's a juicy sure, story I think yeah that's an interesting dynamic okay I'm sure you were a person on Instagram this weekend and you saw all of the new Ben Affleck and J- J-Lo photos that came out right I did um I don't know how you're feeling there's a lot of things happening on the internet with this I personally I can't stomach the whole thing it feels like some sort of sick fanfare to get people who are, you know, nostalgic for the early 2000s to just continue to go crazy. I mean, honestly, when the news first broke weeks ago, I was like, whoa, this is crazy. You know, there's like, they're somehow fa- found their way back to each other. Like, wow, what a crazy love story. And now, like, after the amount of, like, you know, immaculate immaculate paparazzi photos, I'm just very, very skeptical. Okay. I've been feeling this way for, like, the past week. It feels like every day there's some new shot of them being together. And also, Ben Affleck looks a little bit manicured. He looks – he's surely trimmed down. And I don't know. I'm just – I'm not buying it. And you had said at the beginning that you thought this was all for PR. This was all a paparazzi stunt. And in my opinion, I totally, like, agree now because I don't think any of it's real – and I think that it's just kind of weird how much, how many manicured paparazzi shots we're getting. I mean, if you're that wealthy, you can afford to have privacy. They clearly want no privacy. And yeah, I, I haven't I even mean, gotten to the like hand on the ass yacht photo yet. Like it's just, it's too much. It does not feel real. It is, it is not progressing at a real rate at all. I mean, I. I I will say my stance has changed a little bit. I do think that this is real and that the, like, the romance is fun for them and that they are, like, hooking up and all that's real. I just think that they're just, you know, playing into the – p. it's also very, very – it works out in a really good way for them from a PR perspective. So – I think the two things are true. I thought it was hilarious that she made him keep on his t-shirt covering her his back tattoo mm-hmm. on the yacht. That yeah. was hilarious. Who has a button down on on a yacht in the middle of Nobody. the day while the other person's in a swimsuit? No one. Like, that was hilarious. And there, I don't know if you saw it, but there was this clip of her talking on Watch What Happens Live with um, Andy Cohen about how much she thought his back tattoo was hideous. <laughs> so that was like so funny. I appreciate that. like a slide of like you know that this is why she made a cubist t-shirt on but um but yeah i mean i don't know i don't i don't harbor the same nostalgia for nostalgia for when they were together um and so i think that people are having fun with this but again like if it's (laughs) a real thing you're not posting this these like manicured photos of each other on instagram no like also a month in you brought this up episodes ago but like where are her kids in all of this Like, grow up a little bit. I just think this whole thing is kind of gross. It makes me not like J-Lo as much, frankly. I feel like I don't have anything – I don't have a new hot take. Like, I feel like people have messaged us like – we need your – I need your opinion on this. And I'm just like, it hasn't really changed that much. Like, I mean, I think that – They're the, just continuing to be like a PR-obsessed couple. Maybe they are a little bit more rom- authentically romantic than I thought. But that's kind of it. Like, I mean, yeah, I whatever. think the, the biggest development is the hand on the ass on the yacht. That, to me, that literal shot-by-shot shot recreation is is a huge indicator of it being fake to me. Like, who yeah, does this that? Is an, it's, this is a relationship – For the TikTokers and for the Instagrammers. This is a relationship for podcasters. Right. I would not be surprised if something were to come out about J-Lo. I don't know. She's trying to stay relevant. Who's to say? But it's just, you know, it all feels a little bit fake to me. Building a presentation is a daunting task, especially if design doesn't come naturally. Presenting is much more nuanced than throwing together bullet points and charts. Part of the challenge is making the experience memorable for an audience. So making presentations wasn't something I enjoyed or felt comfortable doing. You know, I just felt like in addition to actually having to create the content, like creating the content for a big meeting was punishment enough, let alone having to put it together in some you know stunning artful visually compelling way and then be ready to speak to it in front of a live audience. It's a lot of work and one of the most amazing things that I discovered is Canva Pro. Canva Pro gives you the ability to create such eye-catching presentations, people will just assume you have an Ivy League MBA. I just love being able to when I'm presenting, just being able to focus on the actual content and my delivery and then All the information, I can just put it in a beautiful Canva Pro template and it looks like I went to Harvard Business School, okay? Another amazing thing about Canva Pro is that it's compatible across all your devices. So if you're working on your computer, but then you want to go edit it on your iPad, maybe you're on the go, you can absolutely do that. For me, the feature I love most about Canva Pro presentations are the amazing templates. They're plug and play. You can just get going with already beautiful, seamless, cohesive designs. Wow your audience with Canva Pro, the easiest way to create presentations. Right now, you can get a free 45 day extended trial. Just go to canva.me/pop45 to get your free 45 day extended trial. That's c a n v a .dot m e slash pop45. Canva.me/pop45. canva.me/pop45. Um, I do want to talk to you, Chandler, about something other than J.Lo and Ben Affleck. Okay. I woke up at 4 a.m. this morning because of jet lag. Mm-hmm. So I was at Starbucks promptly at 4.30 a.m. when it opened. Those poor like employees. A- I know. Totally. Um, anyway, so I was exiting our home, though, at like 4.20 a.m. when I noticed that there was like a very intense camera right outside the door uh-huh. Um, and this is like a discrete door exit side door and i realized that there's now like all these cameras around the perimeter of the house perimeter of the house a camera outside each door like it's the surveillance level i mean you would think it's the pentagon end. you would have exactly you would think the nsa had set up this shit so i'm like i just like had this realization and i just realized like No wonder, like, kids today are depressed and antisocial and just stay home and go on their phones all day. Like, you couldn't get away with shit today as a teenager. Like, I'm sorry, everyone has ring cameras around their house. You can't leave without being noticed. And then your parents track your location. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, like, like, I just think about – I think, like, slipping out of the house into the darkness of night is literally – a formative teenage experience every teenager needs to have every teenager needs to like risk the unknown like encounter you know reality beyond the safe rules their parents have set up and kind of like deal with the consequences thereafter like that is the thrill and adventure of either a stinking out or b not going where you said you were going which is probably what i was guilty of most I, know, I, I, never really like out, I never snuck but out, for the record. I never snuck out. But did you ever go somewhere that you – Did you ever go somewhere um, other than what you said you were going? Yeah, I probably did that. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't even do that now because everyone's tra- tracking their kids on their phones. Find my friends. Find my iPhone. Everyone has their kids. I mean, kids. have you heard of like, Life 360? No. Have you heard of this app? So mom actually wanted me to download it when I lived in LA. But basically, it like it, it does more than just track your location. It, like, tells the person what their battery life is at. Um, I know this because somebody got fired. Someone I know got fired because – or got, like, put on leave because they basically showed up. They, like, used Life360 with their their company. And Life360 showed that the the person claimed to have gotten sick. But really they were at, like, a club until, like, 6 a.m. Oh and then gosh. they like couldn't go to a meeting some big meeting or something like that but basically it's like an even more intense find my friends for parents and it shows like how I long mean, you've been somewhere and then uh what their battery life is at that type of thing i'm sorry but this is one of the worst things it shows happen. like your whole route sorry like your whole it, like i, uh, I, I hear so it's not just where you are now it's like oh where what you time did you get there and how yeah. much, how fast you were driving um that type of thing <laughs> how much you used your phone when you, you were driving it's a beautiful app parents i'd mean, I the- like to get a Live 360 subscription i just feel like some of the most exciting times of my teenage years was when i was somewhere i wasn't supposed to be you know
1: mm-hmm, and
0: mm-hmm. i feel like as an adult to regain that sense of adventure you have to like risk jail time or something or like, you know what I mean? You never again get to like go meet up with someone at Starbucks and have the only fallout being like grounded from your parents, you know? Now you, like, have, you have to be like get... digital – you have to digitally sneak out, which is essentially having a Finsta. This makes me sound very old. I feel extremely old saying that sentence. I felt extremely old you saying that sentence. You digitally sneak out, but, but, you, but if you're being tracked – does it matter? Well, I'm just saying. Like, I just mean, yeah. I all I mean is that you have to have like secret accounts, secret Instagrams, and like alt accounts, right? But all bets so your are parents off when can't there are see. Cameras around your home, and when oh, yeah. you're being tracked on life three sixty. Yeah, range. so didn't did you were literally you to sur- Starbucks under morning? a surveillance state? No, she didn't. I mean. Like that, I wasn't. No, I mean, what's so funny though is I was thinking about how, literally, one of the biggest fights I ever got into with mom and dad was when I was twenty, living at home, going to Saddleback, and you know, still, and I'm saying this with air quotes, going to church every Sunday, when really I was putting on mm-hmm. a pencil skirt, getting in the car, and disappearing for three hours. Generally, right. it would be right. like Barnes and Noble, maybe the park, maybe the mall. Um. And it's just so funny to think about because then, uh, literally, mom and dad like had a hunch I wasn't actually going to church to the singles ward. How did they find so out dad, again? Did dad dad put you? his phone in the truck that I usually took, and then tracked his phone. Wow, super. So smart. then they saw that I went to my boyfriend's house. Way to go, mom and dad. I super smart. I know, I know. And but that's the thing is, it's like I don't know. It's just. The fact that kids can't get away with any sort of just like like that those are this is also a, fun, a fundamental human experience, like sit like calling in sick to work when you're not actually sick. That should be a human right. I want the ACLU to get on this. Like I want the UN to get on this case. That's just something that people should be able to do. Like once a year, yeah, you don't have the flu, but guess what? You're hungover from being out partying till six. A.m. I've literally you never are done that. feeling sick. Oh, I've I never done that. I'm always too scared. I know. But I really want I never, to, for the record. I really – if anyone who listen, who works with me hears this, I really want to do this. I really want to do this. I, I just think that these little white lies in a fib, they are what keep life exciting. It's the salt and the chocolate of life, you know? And when we remove the salt, Chandler, we are just – we are left with uh, the same flavor bite after bite. Ew. Is this an expression people use? <laughs> I know. I just made it up. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, it was not very smooth. Just kidding. It was great. She really is a poet, you, folks. I just think it's really sad. I just it think is it's sad. Really sad. Like literally, like it's so fun to be a little clandestine as a teenager. And the ne- and if you're ever clandestine again, you're probably risking like your marriage or jail time. That's well, it. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's like now even worse for you to like act up online because that's like that that shit doesn't go away. Yes, to- totally, totally. I just do, I do not envy kids growing up today. Also, I didn't get Instagram until my 20s, until I was 20 actually, and then literally I've deleted like almost everything off the face of the internet from everything up until the, like I was 27 cuz it was also embarrassing. Like the idea that I would have had access to a permanent public record at 13 or 14 other than my live journal and my tumblr Mm -hmm. like wow chilling do you ever miss those posts do you ever miss any of it um no I don't I really I mean I have it all downloaded like on a hard drive that way how many times have you opened up that hard drive ever never like I only open it up when I'm looking for like throwback photos for this podcast wait tell me how being home is what else is going on I've been home for now 12 hours i just so, i just or... love hearing about it literally yesterday i facetime our mom lauren's in the background half naked no no warning Most whatsoever true. i'm just all of a sudden looking at lauren's body um of you know something i'm not particularly interested in seeing across the digital airwaves and it's well, one of you <laughs> uh okay so that's it it's got nothing for me nothing crazy i mean how long are you going to be it's, there it's for not, when? and when do you go to portugal it's nice to home it's just chaotic because I have so much to do. I have so much work to do. I have our a lot of sales to calls get out. Yeah, I have lots of retained stuff going on. And then I have Patreon this Friday and then we're supposed to go camping this weekend. Engagement photos on Wednesday. I We have like three social events and then we're supposed to fly to Paris on Monday. And it's just like – it's just not my ideal level of activity. I would like to do 5% of this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least you get to go vacation for a month. Well, I'm going to be working. I'm just going to be okay. working abroad. But Okay. Okay. But yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy that I'm going to be in a new exciting place. That'll be fun. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited for you as well. All right. So, I have been watching a new show. Two new shows actually. Doctor Death. I'm about mm-hmm. one or two episodes into that. I'm not quite ready to give my full thoughts. Because I still need to watch more before I you know, formulate my conclusions. But mm-hmm. uh, the podcast is insane. I couldn't even really listen to it because it was very graphic. And I feel like your ears are like uh, not as desensitized as your eyes are, if that makes sense. Like listening to graphic details is actually very hard to handle versus listening versus seeing them. Would you agree well, with I this? Do you understand eyes. what I'm talking about? Yeah, I but it's not like, I eyes. mean, for example, like there's this one scene where they're talking about this surgery that was going on and there was like, ended up being a lot of blood. And so there's like some weird sound effects and there's a lot of talking about it. But like in the show, you just kind of see it like a little bit. You don't really like have to hear it as much or like, or listen to like, I don't know. There's, there's a difference I feel like between like this seeing something and then also like hearing like a uh, very heavy descriptions about it. So, anyways, I that's to the podcast. The whole the whole series. I thought it was excellent. Yeah. I did not have. I am a person who does not like suspenseful shows. I don't mm-hmm. like any of that stuff. I didn't find the descriptions. Maybe I did turn it down. Oh no, I listened to it a while ago. But anyway, I, mean, I could so, have also just been car So I could also have been it. The, sh- the show, though, you are not ready to give your verdict on. Yeah, I'm not ready to give my verdict on. But is it cheesy? Uh, just tell me if it's cheesy. Or well, not. I think like it's right now. It's feeling slightly cheesy not cheesy it's just not feeling high it's not feeling like you know an hbo original see that's why i can't watch shows like like there's so many shows i can't watch like love slash sex like this show because i just know they're gonna be be and feel so cheesy and i have like i can't do it have you seen the uh my unorthodox life someone asked us to watch Uh, this and i think maybe it's something we should explore oh it was also cheesy i don't like when stuff doesn't seem real or when it's just like so mm-hmm. over the top. Like it just okay. seemed fake to me. I didn't really well, like work on my own unorthodox life. I turned it off because it was like so, I don't know. Like it was. I'm going to hit you with another show that is pretty low brow, but that is a d- delightful to watch. It's called Love okay. Island. Okay.
2: Oh, I have I went down start Love
0: Island rabbit hole. Once. You did. You totally did. You did it like when we worked at communal, I feel like.
2: Right? No, or, I did I it feel like when you, I was living with Kagan in 2007
0: or 2018. Okay. I remember you, like, mimicking the way they talk. Um, it's yeah. hilarious. Anyways, it's a really good show. I've also been watching that. This season is very on good. On five it's also, days a week, right? Yes. It's on all the time. So I'm, like, very behind still, but I've been watching it and really liking it. It's way better than The Bachelor. Like, I would actually happily recap Love Island. I do not want to talk about The Bachelor. I would love to watch Love Island between, like, 40 to 50-year-olds. Like, that would be interesting to me. (laughs) Like, that would be watching, like, I feel like real people with real conversations with divorces and net worths and, like, shit to talk about, like, in it, in it. But, like, watching – like, I, too, went down this rabbit hole and I really enjoyed it. But then it starts to get, just get so repetitive. And I, it just starts to feel like British teenagers or late teens hooking up, asking each other to have a chat, talking about how fit the other people are, and uh, yeah, just like okay, well, breaking here's up my and question. getting together. Here's my question. But there is just like a lot more saucy things happening. So don't you think it's better because of that? Like Casa more. I haven't even seen this happen uh in this season yet but i've heard about it and it sounds insane i i don't know why i don't when it comes to watching Hmm. if a guy looks like he spends three hours a day at gold's gym in sandy utah and a girl is like of the pageant variety i'm not interested in watching them get together fall apart any of that i just i don't know why i just you know what it's like right. right. you've sure, your time, time in the sun shallow relationships and it's not that interesting i never right? said that it was deep mean. and meaningful i never said it was deep and meaningful right. i do i do just think it makes for great television especially when you compare it to the bachelor that is so boring oh yeah the bachelor is so boring totally totally totally, totally. i agree with that i, I really don't that. understand why i can't connect with millions of other americans who love it i cannot connect with them I agree, and I wish I had – I wish I loved it as much as they do because they clearly get a lot of joy at it, right, out right. of it. Right, But it's, literally, it's something we can't even stomach watching. That's really hard. I mean, yeah, maybe maybe at some point in the future, but I'll just say that right now I'm preferring Love Island. Um, okay. Love Island is really fun, and honestly, it is really fun until you get to episode, like, 61, and then you're like, okay, I think I've seen every single scenario play out 20 times. <laughs> And also, it also does this dark thing where it makes you realize that British teenagers are not the like super classy, like, are not like, oh, like they're not like, like wearing like Polo Ralph Lauren, like walking around foggy London streets. Yeah. They don't look like the Narnia children. Exactly. (laughs) It's, you start to realize, oh, like British teenagers are like, in a lot of cases, like just as trashy, if not trashier than us. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is the case. All right. We need to take a little break so I can discuss Spade and Sparrows with you guys. You all know Spade and Sparrows is my favorite wine brand. Why? Well, because I like to get on a delicious buzz some of the time, okay? Not every day, not every evening, but if it's a gorgeous Friday afternoon and Pinot Grigio is calling my name, you can absolutely bet I'm going to be opening a bottle of Spade and Sparrows. I love Spade and Sparrows because it was created by TV personality from The Bachelorette and Dancing with the Stars and top podcaster from Off the Vine, Caitlin Bristow. Caitlin created Spade and Sparrows because she's so passionate about wine. And not only because it's delicious, it brings people together. Speaking of that, it comes in a stunning bottle. It's the perfect hostess gift. Okay, you don't have to spend $100 on a bouquet. Just grab a bottle of Spade and Sparrows and your host will love receiving it. It's such a stylish, perfect gift. Each bottle is made with your taste buds, nights out, and most importantly, your nights in in mind. Spade and Sparrows is available in select liquor stores across Canada, as well as select Walmarts in California. It's also available online at spadeandsparrows.com. Enter code POP15 at checkout to receive 15% off your first purchase. Okay. Okay. Well, moving on to something a little bit more highbrow. Okay. I started following House and Habit because everyone's following her and she does do some seriously impressive deep dives on things. And I love nothing more than having, you know, 25 minutes where I have nothing to do and I can just like go and look at one of her deep dives because I find them to be so fascinating. Yes. So I recently went down a rabbit hole and looked at her JFK one. Have you looked at this mm-hmm. before? Have you I have? watched all, all of hers, yeah. Oh, my gosh. The JFK Jr. one – Sorry. Excuse me. JFK Jr. The JFK Jr. one was so fascinating to me because I had never really understood uh, his life. Someone sent me her stuff like a year ago. And so I got super into her stuff like a minute ago. Amazing. An an early Um, adopter. I'm actually like 100,000 followers, so I don't know
2: how (laughs) early we were. Just kidding.
0: Just kidding. I'm just really, really late to the game. Uh, Okay. So – Basically, JFK was assassinated. I'm just going to jump right in. Okay. Um, JFK was assassinated, and of course, like, the world stands still. But there were just, like, other familial details about Jackie and JFK Jr. and Caroline, I think is the sister, that I learned through these highlights. Basically, like, okay. what's, inter- what's interesting is that right around, uh, literally, JFK is assassinated, and then his funeral is a few days later. Okay. This is also... JFK Jr.'s birthday. It's on like the funeral and his birthday were on the same day. And JFK Jr. Sorry. was obviously, yeah, he was like three or four. Had obviously been like looking forward to a party. So Jackie O, you know, being the rock of a woman and the empathetic mother, throws him a birthday party after the national funeral, like after the funeral where he like salutes the casket and it's just like this really and the eternal flame and all of those like really powerful moments that we remember in history. Like there are these amazing and and really kind of stunningly sad photos of them having a uh, a funeral having a like a family celebration after the funeral but it's also jfk jr's birthday so everyone's like dressed in black but then there's like party hats and anyways it's just it's it's really sweet and sad um and they like and because jackie was just like of course i'm we're still gonna have a birthday party for you know jfk jr yeah so i that was like one of the first really poignant moments so we fast forward to jfk jr growing up and he is hot He's extremely hot and Mm -hmm. basically, you know, the entire nation is just fascinated with him. Honestly, I don't really know if there's like a person that is like American royalty who was this hot, like that I've ever known in my lifetime. Um, Like he he comes from like this, like basically royal bloodline. He's extremely attractive. Uh, You know, he just has like all the makings of a, you know, really successful celebrity um right he dates a lot of notable women like sarah jessica parker you know it, all pe- people care about is like who he's dating what he's up to he's just your classic really hot uh you know white waspy guy
2: um Can and i, I had to break this- in
0: really quick and yeah. say something yeah i just i actually had a thought about him today because i was looking at bella hadid's new boyfriend yeah and no shade to bella hadid or her choice in men but i just thought like can we just get a really hot couple? like, can we just have a really hot um famous couple? like we are starved of that as American citizens. I don't know one famous couple where I'm like wow the this couple is so classic and stunning right and right. Like, Wait, like don't like, give it away though. don't give it. I mean people know who he dated, but yes, I agree to all this. You know what I mean? Like, since Brangelina, really, we have not had a very stunning classic American couple. And I think that we feel that loss every day. Okay, continue. We do. Okay. I also had a moment when I was looking at these, like, early paparazzi photos of him where he's, you know, a socialite, you know, he's everything that, like, we want out of a celebrity, where I thought to myself, thank God we didn't have social media back in this day. Because, like, who knows if he was, like, the type of douchey guy, like, lots of eligible bachelors are who are, you know, living at some influencer house making TikToks. Like, thank God we didn't actually get to see that side of him. We don't even know if that side of him existed because we didn't have social media. Like, now we can just immortalize him as being this good, handsome young man who was a pillar of morality and virtue. He he studied law. He created a journalistic right. publication. Right. You know, he's right. a serious person. Right, we have no idea if he, you know, wasn't a serious person or anything like that. Um, if he thank doing goodness. Like dances, thirty-second dances. Right, if he was doing th- thirty-second dances or you know sponsor posts. Like we have no clue. Thank God. Um, okay, so I mean, I'm I'm gonna yeah go ahead yeah. I mean, all we have now is Kravis with the thumb sucking videos on Instagram. Exactly, it's it, that, that's like a travesty. That's what our morally bankrupt society is left with. Mm -hmm. um and that's what we have to cling to like that is our our, i guess we're like well you know at least he seems to really love her like that's what we are left with and this is just you know the state of the world we live in totally um whereas we used to be treated with like ralph lauren looking paparazzi ads of them you know the shots of them that every shot they just looked like they were out of a catalog so in love but there's so much mystery i mean right wow i know i know Um, basically I'm going to just like, I'm going to, uh, mention a few more details and then I'm going to put a pin in it because I want to continue talking about this in our next episode. Um, but so he's an eligible bachelor, you know, creating this publication. Jackie O is a time married to her you know next husband who's a little bit older who like kind of supported her in the end at the end of her life and he meets carolyn Bissett, who's a striking fashion designer i love the fact that she's not like a model but she's a fashion designer she's not just a pretty face but she's actually someone who has like yeah yeah she has an incredible eye she has like amazing taste like she's a serious woman as well um they date i I and this wasn't oh god well let me me break in really quick they, this was also in the time when, like everyone's face didn't look the exact same. Right, like right. she had such an iconically interesting, beautiful mm-hmm. look. Same with Princess Diana. Yeah. Did not have yeah. an Instagram Kardashian yeah. face. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, okay. So, anyways, they fall they fall madly in love, and they. Pre- proceed to date for a while before she has to go meet the whole Kennedy family and there's the amazing thing about this highlight which is why everyone should go watch it is because there's like footage that somehow this person has dug up uh of her going to meet the whole Kennedy family and like when she like walks in somehow there's like footage of that I'm sure they were you know they all filmed all their family get-togethers and you know Nantucket or Martha's Vineyard whatever um And when she meets the whole Kennedy family, the matriarch, Rose, I believe is her name, doesn't really take to her. And this causes a lot of stress between her and JFK Jr. Um, And I think that's funny because (laughs) when you and I have ever dated people, our grandparents have just, like, been so thrilled that there was a light at the end of the tunnel of us being single. Like, you know, wow, my grandchild won't be alone forever. Huzzah. It's just so funny to think of your grandmother or grandfather, like, not approving of who you're dating. And then it being, like, this huge drama. I mean, they, like, literally fight about it. Um And it causes, like, a rift between them. Uh, okay, right. well, I'm, I'm going to leave us on that cliffhanger because I'm going to save their wedding, which is an amazing story in and of itself, for the next episode. All right, you guys. Chandler had to go. So I'm going to – she had to skedaddle onto a meeting. So I'm going to finish out the app with my thoughts on one additional thing. Prince Harry is writing a memoir, a book. I mean, I have not looked forward to a literary event – like this since the fifth Harry Potter book or the last Harry Potter book, whichever, the seventh. Um, I am so thrilled. I do wish, however, that his publishers had just told him that, you know, we don't need everything except for like family drama and Meghan Markle stuff we're good on. We don't need to hear about the war stuff or the being a pilot. We don't need to hear about like charitable stuff. It's just a little bit snoozy, I think, for most of us. I think all of us really want, we want the juice on falling in love with Meghan Markle. We want to talk about Megxit. We want to hear about the controversial stuff he's done. We want to hear about Diana. So I feel like we could have had a book in 2021 if his publishers had you know told him to like cut the noise but unfortunately I guess they're letting him you know leave in the rest of his life story so we're not going to receive it until probably my guess is early 2023 although it's slated for late 2022 very exciting he did have a statement and the statement is I mean I'm going to read it to you in the voice of Prince Harry I'm writing this not as the prince I was born, but as the man I have become. I've worn many hats over the years, both literally and figuratively. I think this part is weird. I'm going to break in really quick. Pointing out that he's worn a lot of different hats, like literally hats. I've worn page boy hats. I've worn baseball caps. I've worn top hats. I even dare say I've worn. I mean, it's just a little, like... Both literally and figuratively. I've worn many hats, both literally and figuratively. Needs an editor. Needs an editor for the book. Needs an editor for the public announcements. Um, also, is, is wearing baseball hats cultural appropriation of the United States? That's my question. Okay, he continues. And my hope is that in telling my story, the highs and lows, the lessons learned, the mistakes, I can help show that no matter where we have come from, we have more in common than we think. Anyway, the it's kind of boring. It's like boring filler from then on out. Um, but I think it's just funny. Like, no matter where you come from, if you're a prince or just a regular guy in a mansion in Montecito, the struggle to be happy is a singular journey, you know? It's one. We are one, we are the world. Um this book is for every guy out there who found himself to be sixth in line to the most powerful monarchy in the world, and Looked at that and said, fuck it. I'm moving next to Oprah Winfrey and Montecito. That's interesting. A lot of people will be able to re- relate, I think. You know, this is the journey of all men. Anyway, so if you've ever found yourself hiding in, from the press in Tyler Pear's mansion, with the main character of Suits, you're really going to be re- be able to relate to the narrative in Prince Harry's memoir. And of course, we'll be reporting when it comes out. With all the most scintillating details from the book, And again, I really wish that we could just get an abridged version with the stuff people actually care about. Um, Okay, you guys, that's it for this week. Really quick, I do want to say that I would absolutely love it if you could give us a review on iTunes, shout us out on your stories, or share the pod with a friend. Ideally, all three. You know, we're we're trickling – Chandler and I are pretty bad about asking for – asking for help sharing the pod, but we, we really need help getting the pod out. Um, we are definitely not off the ground yet. We really need it. So if you can please, if you love the podcast, if you want us to stay around, please help us grow. Share us with a friend. Shout us out on your stories. Leave us a review on iTunes. And if you already have, grab your husband's phone, grab your kid's phone, leave us a review on their phone. Um, is that unethical? Who cares? Let's keep Pop Apologist on the air and we'll see you next week. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Pop Apologists, And we will see you next week, live every Wednesday.